0: All right, welcome back to another episode of The Cody Tucker Show. As always, I am your host, Cody Tucker. Um, You know, I was thinking... Like, actually, right now, as I was saying it. um, Like, I don't know if, you know, anyone who is uh, listening to this will relate. But, um, like, I always had just... A real hard time. Like with my name. There's something about. Like I always hated being. Like my name being Cody. Because it just always sounded like. Just a little bitch name. (laughs) Which I don't know if that. (sighs) I think names 100% are. Like they will dictate how you're personality is going to be growing up and boy did my parents completely fuck me by naming me cody i like i don't know why like they basically set me up for failure they set me up to be just like a little fat dweeb who you know wore a shirt while he was swimming until he was you know (laughs) Fifteen. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I... Like, I was destined to just stay a child. Like, there you were never going to see, like, an action movie character named Cody. <laughs> like, like, it's always going to be John, Ted, Frank. Like, it's going to be bad, at, you know, normal man names. Like, I don't have a man name. I have... Just a little bitch kid name. And I act like a little kid. Last night. Look. I mean now it's starting to. You know add up. And really. Uh, it's starting to take a toll on me. I. You know. As a kid could basically just do whatever the fuck I wanted. I could go snort a line of pollen. And be just fine. I went outside to fucking puff on a heater. And I'm. I'm fucking, my nose is running like a goddamn special needs kid. This is, this is not what my life was destined to be. (laughs) Like, the little kid version of me would be so disappointed in how much of a puss I am. (laughs) Like, I thought I was going to grow up to become, like, some, like, you know, big badass. And, I mean, the big part, I guess, uh, came to fruition, but boy did I, did i fall short on the badass part like i like i i mean i'm 29 and my body is 100% shutting down on me like my body has become my biggest enemy <laughs> i mean actually really my brain has become my brain has now created like a coup with my body to basically just completely fuck me over In like as quick a way as possible. Because like my brain will tell me. Hey you're hungry. You should eat an entire large pizza. (laughs) And then my body won't you know. My body would be like god damn that sounds pretty good actually. Nowhere in like the connection. Does someone say. Hey maybe just have like two slices and a salad. (laughs) Like it's brain says hungry, or I guess body says hungry, brain says hungry, eat an entire large pizza within about six minutes and also put a shitload of ranch on it just to make it even worse. (laughs) And then we're going to spend the rest of our night hunkered down on the goddamn toilet praying to God that like the whole bathroom doesn't cave in. That is... That was my night last night. Like, I mean, my I am tore up right now. I, I mean, not only did I put ranch on the pizza, but I also put sriracha, which, I mean, I mean, you could use that shit as like lighter fluid. little I mean, it's it's not like that spicy. It sneaks up on you because it has like kind of a sweet, uh, you know, like a first taste. But then it, boy, does it have a fucking, you know. You put enough on something and it's got a, boy, it's got an afterbirth on it. Jesus. My asshole hasn't hurt this much since fucking Sunday school. (laughs) Oh, God. But, yeah, I don't know. I should probably change my life around, but it's hard. I mean... It actually really isn't that hard. (laughs) I've done it before. I mean, I have been relatively skinny for a brief period in my life. And it was actually kind of easy. I'm just such a lazy person in general. Like, I mean, I am staggeringly lazy. The fact that I can even do this is... I mean, it's a goddamn Christmas miracle that I can sit here and, like press a fucking record button. <laughs> I mean every ounce of me doesn't want to do this. It I don't know why I do it. I don't even know why I'm doing this. But every ounce of me would rather just lay in bed and watch you know fucking Jurassic Park for the 500th time. But here I am again pissing right into the wind. But yeah, I don't know. It's a it's an interesting life I'm living, I guess. I don't know how, um, thrilling it is, but (laughs) I am realizing that I'm starting to like become not starting to, I've probably been this way for a very long time, just like the human version of Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. And I kind of don't really mind. I mean, I've always sort of been like that, just like a very slow moving creature. Um, similar to a sloth, I would say, but, you know, with just like a mild depression, kind of always running at about 20% depressed. Occasionally it may fluctuate, but I'm kind of always running in like first gear. (laughs) Like, like every once in a while the RPMs will go up and you'll get that little, uh, but I never quite shift into second. I'm just always kind of, you know, It's not much of a house, but it's my house. Or no, he's a... a, (laughs) I'm not much of a... Or yeah, it's not much of a house, but then again, I'm not much of a donkey. (laughs) Like, you poor bastard. (laughs) Like, you're alright, you're a decent donkey. I mean, you're the only donkey in the entire 100-acre wood, so by definition, you're the greatest donkey around. I guess also, by definition, you would be the worst donkey around. So... Yeah, two sides to every uh, every jizz. Let's see. Enough about my, um, you know, just macabre demeanor. (laughs) Um, What's going on in the news? Let's talk about something. Well, thought (laughs) thought maybe we talk about something nice, but (laughs) Um, I mean the big thing going on in the news right now is, I mean, is this school shooting in Nashville? I am realizing as I'm looking at myself, um, I'm kind of dressed like one. <laughs> I, you know, for someone who was massively into, you know, Marilyn Manson, Romstein, Nine Inch Nails. Like, you know, you're, you're, uh, you know, kind of like your foundation of school shooter music. It never crossed my mind. I was always like anxious. Pretty depressed, um, weird, into weird shit. Like, I mean, I would read, I would, you know, spend hours reading about like the Manson family and like Ted Bundy. Like that's that can't be normal. But never once in my life, at with you know, watching movies that were pretty fucked up, listening to music that was fucked up, reading about just fucked up human beings. It never really entered my mind to fucking shoot someone. Let alone just a bunch of strangers. I I mean, not... Okay. (laughs) Not that it didn't enter my mind to shoot someone. Because everybody... Everybody has thoughts that come across their... Like, that just go in and out. Like, um, I mean, you could go find, like, the sweetest, like, little kid. Just seems like an angel. And at one point today... That little fucker has thought about drowning a puppy. It it went in, went out. Like that. It may have only been in there for about half a second. But it was in there. And that's like... It, so I've had, you know, that type of thought. It never... I never had like a violent thought enter my mind, stay in my mind, and fester into like an actual action. But this little motherfucker that shot these kids, and not just I mean, it was, I think, three kids, three adults in Nashville. I mean, I don't believe that there's a hell or a heaven, but if there's a hell, God, there is a special circle for people who kill people. I mean, not just people who kill people, but people who kill kids. And in that little circle is a fucking sphincter, and that sphincter is where school shooters go. I mean, you if there's any place that a kid should feel safe, it's a fucking school. Like I remember, I remember my first day in high school, we had a bomb threat, <laughs> which, you know, welcome to high school, um, which was fucking nuts. And I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before, but, uh, talk about it again. So first day of high school, go in already pretty nervous. Cause I'm, you know, an anxious bitch. And, uh, you know, there's people in there who, I mean, when you're 14 and there, there are people who are 18, 17, 18, it's fucking night and day difference. Like you, it's just, it's fucking different. So there's already this anxiety. A fucking hour into the day, they're like, "Uh, oh, bomb threat. Everybody had to leave this pretty fucking big school. I think there was probably like a little over a thousand students in our high school. Everybody had to leave the high school walk across the street to where the football stadium was and everybody sat on like the bleachers while they like basically did a scan of the school to find a bomb that did not even exist. While I was there, I remember going like talking to my teacher and just thinking, hey, (laughs) we were all in a spread out in a massive, you know, stone, concrete, steel building. Like spread out over a huge fucking range, you know, huge area. Where if there was a bomb planted in, say, like a bathroom. Okay, you're going to blow up a, a tenth of the school. Still a lot of people. But instead, you bring everybody into a tiny space that is way less secure. I mean, it's a goddamn, it's bleachers that someone easily could have planted a bomb under. If someone knew that that was, like, the proto for handling a bomb threat, wouldn't they just put the bomb in the bleachers, call it in and say that there's a bomb in the bathroom, knowing everybody would go there, and then blow up that bomb, and you would kill the entire school? And my teacher basically just looked at me and went, "Uh, yeah, I make um $38,000 an hour. I might get blown up today. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> that was basically the... Uh, the sentiment. And yeah, so that kind of stuck in my head. We're like, we're not safe in this fucking place. Like, and then you, I started like looking around at people being like, could you end up being one? Like, are you going to be a school shooter? And there was a few, there's a handful actually that, which let it be known. I also went to a school that was no bullshit, 93% white. Now, I'm not saying every person who shoots up a school is white, <laughs> but uh, everybody that shoots up a school is, is a fucking whitey. So, by definition, the chances were much higher at the school that I went to. And so I was, like, kind of constantly looking at people being like, I, you know, I at least should probably make... Probably the minimal effort to just not be a complete asshole to that person just in case one day, one morning they're listening to fucking POD Velcro (laughs) and fucking fucking, (laughs) like, you know, SWAT gear to themselves getting ready to fuck, you know, go on a go on a spree uh, that maybe they'll pass me and go and then keep walking. I don't know, or at least give me a heads up, like, hey, Colin, or not Colin, but like, yeah, don't go to school today. Like, that was kind of like my hopes. I was like, I'm going to maybe back off on the bullying a wee bit. Now, that being said, um, I did not completely back off the bullying. I was also a complete piece of shit in school. So, um, I mean, if the situation would have arose... Uh, there would have been a big old cloud of red mist coming off of old CT. So, yeah. But, yeah, I, don't, I mean, this little fucker in Nashville, I mean, it's just so goddamn disgusting. And, boy, are <laughs> Look, I'm not going to say which side, but there happens to be a side that is... Um, well, really for both sides. There's a side that's really happy to find out that this person was trans, and a side that's... Not happy to find out this person was trans Like it is, it is getting talked about drastically differently than um, your average, you know, school shooter. Which is crazy that like we've we have so many of them that there's like there's like our our American typical school shooter. Like it should be a thing that never happens, but apparently it uh there's like it's like something like one every. Is it one every fifteen days? Some, it's I don't know. I'm kind of making up that statistic, but also think I'm recalling something I've read before. I don't know. My retention has gotten real bad lately. Uh, but the it just it's fucking nuts. But the fact that this person was trans. He is fucking kind of, it's kind of (laughs) funny. Like old Elliot Rampage. Jeez Louise. (laughs) Uh, You know, now are the two things related? Probably. Well, I was going to say probably not, but yeah, they might be, they might not be. I don't know. I don't know enough about, I I mean, I don't know a goddamn thing about anything. So maybe they're related, maybe they're not, but. I just know that it's been kind of interesting seeing the way that it's like covered as opposed to, um, other, uh, instances. So, but hey, shout out to the fucking, uh, you know, and I know with having, you know, a shaved head and just looking the way I look, me saying shout out to the police is, um, <laughs> it could look a little rough, but, um, dude, those motherfuckers went in. And shot that dude, uh, bitch. So fucking quick. I mean, 14 minutes from the first call. That is wild. I... Man. I mean, still sad. Obviously, people were fucking killed. But holy shit. So, anyways. Shout out to the, uh, you know, Nashville Police Department. And fuck that, uh, dude slash chick, um... Do not want to misgender. <laughs> I'll at least show that respect. <laughs> Jesus. So, um, what else is going on in the news? Okay, so. All right. So, this will be the last thing to talk about before we do a little uh, did you know. We I have three pretty fucking interesting ones uh, this week. So, And it's been a while since I've recorded a solo one. So, kind of excited to get back into doing those. I, a couple weeks ago, posted an episode Where I talked about how excited I was that Derek Carr was leaving the Raiders. I still stand by that. That I do not like Derek Carr. And I'm glad he's gone. But. Who have I been getting buried about that? (laughs) I didn't know. I didn't know I was apparently the only one who kind of questioned. Hey, why the fuck have we been losing the entire time this son of a bitch has been the quarterback. And whenever I watch a game, I see us doing really, really well. And then out of nowhere, we're losing. And the connection is that one motherfucker on the team keeps throwing interceptions or fumbling, trying to make some fucking Superman jump. Um, so, in my mind, get rid of that motherfucker. Bring in someone who isn't a, a goddamn jackass. Now, whenever I recorded that episode, I did not know (laughs) that the Raiders were going to replace him with Jimmy goddamn Garoppolo. And that is what every motherfucker has been saying. He's like, oh, well, look at you, you fat bitch. uh, Wait till Jimmy G gets there and breaks his fucking leg. Like, hey, I didn't want that son of a bitch on the team either. (laughs) I didn't want Derek Carr on the Raiders, and I damn sure didn't want Jimmy G on the Raiders. But I will say... To all you motherfuckers that are saying shit that like, oh, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Look, I still would way rather have Jimmy goddamn Garoppolo. That son of a bitch, one, bringing him to Vegas is like bringing a fucking marlin to the ocean. Like, that is his prime place to be. Like, I mean, that dude already is notorious for just plowing through the entire porn industry and I mean he's about to go to Vegas and just start slinging that fucking foot-long capicola of his <laughs> like the one uh, Nona makes um, so I say welcome to fucking raider country Jimmy G piss off Derek Carr and piss off everybody who's saying that I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about look in general, I do not know what the fuck I'm talking about. I literally, in about two minutes, am going to start talking about three different, uh, you know, stories from history that a good thirty to forty percent of it is kind of made up. <laughs> I mean, not made up by me, made up by somebody that I read talk about this thing. So, yeah. In general, I don't know shit about shit, but I do know. I know some shit about being a Raiders fan and how goddamn frustrating it is. I also know that if you have a guy, if you have a team in a city known for uh, just all around sexual debauchery, and then you have a football player who seems to basically feed off of that. Like that is his, I mean, that's like his spinach for Popeye is, you know, Paid sexual intercourse. He also got like a free pass or something for like the bunny. I mean, this dude's going to go out there and be... I mean, God to be Jimmy Garoppolo for a day. I mean, if there is a God... I mean, just make me Jimmy Garoppolo for a day. I'll break a leg. I don't give a shit. Let me be Jimmy G in Vegas. Like that fucker showing up to the stadium looking like... I mean, looks like a fucking... Superstar, and all these people are still saying, "Oh, I bet you're gonna wish you saw Derek Carr." Fuck that. There ain't no way Derek Carr could have ran through the fucking bunny ranch the way Jimmy G can. <laughs> so, anyways, I usually don't try to give the uh, the haters the attention, but you know, I guess I am starting to finally get some, so I might as well uh, enjoy it while it lasts. So, anyways. That'll uh, that'll end this part, and now to talk about three pretty fucking fascinating party stories from history. All right, here we go. Some uh, quick little did you knows. So, I mean, I've in a sense been trying to keep these like kind of themed. Um. You know, telling three different stories from history that I find fascinating, whether it be movies, politics, sports, whatever. Try to at least keep the three, like, kind of connected. These three are all going to be fascinating, decently lesser-known stories from history that all circle around uh, party stories. So, different people having parties what they did at the parties all centered around parties the first one is about i would say probably the worst party trick ever now to preface this what i thought was the worst party trick ever is that um many people may not know this our first uh, commander in chief. Slash leader of the Continental Army, George Washington, at one point was at a party. His friend and his friend's wife also at this party. Somehow a jar of acid, not like, you know, Timothy Leary, Grateful Dead acid, but actual fucking acid ends up in the room where everybody's at. George Washington thought... It would be pretty fucking funny to grab his friend's wife's hand and shove it into the jar, jar to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, so obviously it fucked her hand up, and George Washington thought it was the funniest shit ever. He was the president. Now, I thought that was pretty a pretty fucked up party story until I heard about this one. So, this story involves the beat author, William S. Burroughs. If you don't know who William S. Burroughs was, uh, a very interesting writer wrote um, Naked Lunch, I believe, is William S. Burroughs. I get William S. Burroughs and Kurt Vonnegut confused. Um, regardless, uh, William S. Burroughs wrote a lot of very influential Kind of beat, beat beatnik literature in like the 50s and 60s. Very interesting dude. Massive drug addict. Before he really kind of got famous as a writer, he was married to this woman named Jean Vollmer. And he was at a party with his wife, Jean, and thought it would be a fun party trick to do To do a recreation of the William Tell story. (laughs) If you don't know the William Tell story. It is the story of a person sticking an apple on their head. Another person, I believe William Tell, bow and arrow, shoots the apple off the head. So he thought it would be fun to do that with a, uh, you know, revolver. And I think put like a beer can on Gene Vollmer, his wife, his own wife's head. Meanwhile, he's fucking twisted. I mean, he is fucking cross-faded, doing a million different drugs, plus drunk. So, (laughs) AIM is probably a wee shaky. So, he lines that fucker up about like this, like goddamn uh, Marty McFly, and shoots, uh, does not hit... The intended target instead puts one right to the dome of his wife, Jean Vollmer, kills her instantly. <laughs> Dude, talk about a fucking buzz kill. Like, I, I mean, that is, that's party foul 101. You don't shoot your wife in the head. Unless you're Robert Blake. RIP Robert Blake. Um, see so yeah, William S. Burroughs. Shot his own wife doing the William Tell bit. Which there is no telling how many times that's actually that, you know, that has happened. I'll say I've seen when live leak was a thing. I definitely saw a few. Wish I didn't, but the curiosity gets the best of me sometimes. So there's William S. Burrow. Now we fucking Shot his wife in the head at a party. <laughs> Alright, so this next one is... Boy, this next one is... Just bizarre. Um, so, there, so now we're going back in time... About 250 years or so... From when Burroughs killed his wife... To... An actual party tradition for like rich, aristocratic, noble uh, leaders of European countries, specifically the King of Poland. Uh, the King of Poland, whose name is Augustus II, hosted this party. She did actually multiple times, but talking about one specific party with this, where they did an event called Fuchsprellen, which um, I do admit that speaking in German while having a haircut like this does not feel great. <laughs> but that's what it's called. Fuchsbrellen. Fuchsbrellen um, roughly translates to fox tossing or fox throwing. So you can kind of put two to, uh, two and two together. Um, kind of get an idea of what the fuck was going on at this party. King Augustus II invites... All these fucking people um, over to his, you know, castle to do a little Uh While, so what they would do is. Hold on. So what they would. <laughs> this is so fucking nuts. What they would do is. Is they would have like a line of, let's say, 15 people. All standing, you know, shoulder to shoulder. And then about, let's say, 30, 40 feet, another line of 15 people. So directly across from each other, each person on each end holding like the ends of like a giant blanket. Um, and then they would release a bunch of foxes. And as the foxes are running across each person's blanket, like they're a little, like a little tarp, they would pull it really hard and just launch that fucker (laughs) like 80 feet in the air. (coughs) Like the lift that they could get on these fucking foxes by just whew, and just shooting these sons of bitches <laughs> like sky high. It was just like a fucking so. In one party, I just want to get these numbers right because this is fucking crazy. In one party, the king of Poland, Augustus II, and his friends who he invited killed let's see actually high is twenty four feet not eighty feet I believe I said eighty feet I have a tendency to exaggerate damn near everything so they would launch about twenty four feet. That's still really goddamn high. But in this one party they killed six hundred and forty seven foxes, five hundred and thirty three rabbits, thirty-four badgers and 21 wildcats. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, this is like... I mean, this is like a sleep paralysis dream for someone in PETA. Like, these motherfuckers were just launching animals. And then... Crazy, even crazier thing. So, there was uh, an emperor named Emperor Leopold who also would do these events. Um... Now this also happened with King Augustus II too. But Emperor Leopold kind of added a little um, a little extra to it. And sometimes the animals, foxes, wildcats, rabbits, badgers, whatever it may be, sometimes the animals did not die whenever they got launched. Some of them would actually land and be kind of okay and just kind of run off and be like, oh, well, there goes the fox. A lot of them kind of met in the middle. They didn't die, but they weren't all right. A lot of them ended up with broken legs, broken backs, you know, whatever, because they just got launched 20 feet in the fucking air. So King Leopold had a group of dwarves running around with clubs to just club the shit out of these animals if they seemed like they were injured uh, just to kind of finish them off. (laughs) oh my god Um, now that being said it sounds like the greatest party I've ever heard in my life like every party I've ever been to is just a bunch of people sitting around drinking fucking Natty Lights listening to Kid Rock not knocking it because it's still a great way to spend a fucking Saturday night but I mean if you can incorporate Natty Lights Kid Rock marlboros and slinging foxes 20 feet in the air and then having a bunch of dwarves run around and just club the shit out of them i'd still be drinking but anyways so there's the second one <laughs> now this one uh not as funny now i'm sure most people probably did not think slinging foxes into the air and then you know midgets clubbing them to death is that funny I personally think it's fucking hilarious. This one I do not find that funny. But it is interesting because it involves someone that I think the majority of people know who this is. So this involves the most influential architect of all time, Frank Lloyd Wright. Frank Lloyd Wright basically is the inventor of the way houses look today. Um, The kind of like, I think, what do you call them? Not colonial. Fuck. Fuck. There's, like, a specific name for it, but, like, this very kind of small A-frame. Anyway, that is going to be mind-numbingly boring to most people. So, anyway, just know Frank Lloyd Wright, massively famous. His son, I believe, invented Lincoln Logs, also interesting. Um... Which is, I mean, what a fucking step down. What a way to disappoint your fucking dad. Your dad is the greatest architect of all time. And you just invent a toy where you build a fucking log cabin out of blocks. <laughs> like, what a bitch. So, to talk about Frank Lloyd Wright. Frank Lloyd Wright um, had this house called uh, Taliesin. Taliesin was like a summer retreat... But also the home that um, I believe is where his mistress lived with like their kids. I, um, I know his mistress at one point lived in this house and uh, was living at the house, um, well, when the shit went down, as you're about to find out. So Frank Lloyd Wright is away doing business. Uh, his mistress is throwing a party at Taliesin. With a bunch of her friends, Frank Lloyd Wright's uh, friends, and then I think some of Frank Lloyd Wright's kids and her kids. Like, it's a fuck ton of people at this house. The house is like this just fucking insanely beautiful house. Um, there was um, a mistress. Uh, it was a mistress and her two children and then five other employees were there also one of the caretakers of the house uh, was a guy named Julian Carlton. Julian Carlton, from all accounts, seemed to be a pretty normal dude. Your average home caretaker. Didn't seem to be a particularly violent person. Didn't, According to Franklin Wright and some other people, didn't even seem all that weird. But for some reason, Julian Carlton fucking snapped and while this little party is going on at frank lloyd wright's house he goes up to the mistress and says hey the rugs are dirty i need to go clean them outside uh i need to you're probably going to smell some gasoline because that's what in i guess in the 30s they used to clean rugs which seems fucking bizarre but you know different times different uh Different strokes, different folks. So, Julian Carlton... So, she's like, okay, I don't give a fuck. Whatever you gotta do, get the damn rugs clean. Julian Carlton goes out and just starts nailing all the windows shut and pouring gasoline everywhere. Then, lights the house on fire. (laughs) And when he lights the house on fire, he does not know that the mistress... And the two children were sitting on the porch. So they had actually left the kitchen area where everyone was, or dining area. And the mistress and the two children are sitting on the porch. So they don't know what the fuck is going on in the house. They don't smell gasoline, nothing. Julian Carlton comes around and just kills all of them, those three, with an axe. Just fucking whack, 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 Jack Torrance-style. Sometimes I forget my life's, uh Woo, wee. Sometimes I forget my lefts from rights. Um, <laughs> oh my god! So Julian Carlton kills them. Then all the, the house is burning down, and people start fucking trying to get the hell out. So they start knocking through the windows, which me uh, remind you have been nailed shut. They start just busting through the glass he kind of expecting that this will happen is waiting for them with that axe and just starts hacking these motherfuckers to death as they're escaping the burning house um two people ended up surviving so that's kind of how we know exactly what the fuck happened julian carlton is like well i know i'm going to i'm going to be fucked i know i'm going to get arrested so he drinks a big old glass of hydrochloric acid which you know i'm no doctor but i think is probably not the healthiest thing to drink um he ends up you know completely fucking his throat up and everything so obviously can't talk but he also but he also he never tells he so he goes to prison um after he kills everyone except for the two drinks the hydrochloric acid gets arrested, goes to prison, basically just remains silent the entire time. Mostly, yeah, I mean, not so much by choice, but because uh, he burned the fuck out of his throat. But he never writes it down. He never tells anyone what happened. And he basically just starves himself to death and dies in prison. And to this day, there's obviously a fuckload of theories, but no one really knows like why he just snapped like that. No one knows. But as far as anyone knows... Frank Lloyd Wright thought he was a pretty good dude. I mean, he's just a guy at the house. And something made him snap. And, I mean, it is, whoa, it is wild. But that is a thing that happened at Frank Lloyd Wright's house. And, um, yeah. So there's uh, three different levels of uh, party stories. Some you'd like to have been there. Some you would not. Um, if anyone knows any other ones or has cool party stories of their own, feel free to hit me up and let me know. Because I am always kind of fascinated by basically just crazy um, debaucherous behavior. So, if anyone wants to fill me in on some more that I may not know, I will sure take uh, take all the uh, messages I can get. So, with that being said. That will wrap up another episode of the Cody Tucker Show. Tell a friend. You know, hope you enjoy. Till next time. Goodbye.